Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all sports leader, the Horn. Ian Rod B. on a Wednesday. Appreciate the eyewitness texters who let us know that there is a car flipped over in the middle of I-183 North near Duval. Just heard Don Miller on the traffic saying that there's something going on on 183 North near Duval. And we got a texter telling us that that is a car upside down. That's not good. Be careful out there, folks. Traffic Please is ranching back up in a big way because, as we said, uh, as of today, pretty much every school district in the area is back in school. Ten more today. Uh, so everybody's back. AISD was back on Monday, but uh, uh, today it's Lake Travis and Leander and Liberty Hill and Marble Falls, Wimberley, Blanco, Bastrop. Everybody's back. Everybody's back as of today. So traffic is going to be snarled. And UT's about to start back up too, Rod. St. Ed's, all the colleges will begin. And uh, best of luck to everybody with a great school year. And uh, I see, just continue to see a ton of pictures on social media of uh, of parents dropping their kids off at college. You know what I mean? You know how mm, that goes? That's emotional for y'all. You it did is. that. I did that. Mm-hmm. I did that. And uh, our friend Eric Raines down the hall at Coke FM is off. He's uh, in Lubbock dropping his son off at Texas Tech. That's that oh, time of year. That yeah. time of year. There you go. Moving my brother into West Campus this weekend. West Campus. There you Good go. You. You spent a lot of time on now, West Campus in T.Y. Now, <laughs> now, is he going to Texas or Texas State? He did the CAP program where you go to UTSA for a year, and then if you make a Oh, know, good. A certain GPA. A certain GPA, yeah. you get into Texas. So good for him. He's, he's living my dream. He's actually going to Texas. <laughs> you, does he, did he like UTSA, though? No. He did not? It was, no. uh, it was school and, and going to the gym. Oh, that's, that's all about he it. Did. Okay. I get well, it. That's, yeah, it's the north side of San Antonio there mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, wanting to be on West Campus. But that's good. That's good. Because Ty, as we've told you that story, he lived on West Campus but was driving to San Marcos <laughs> to go to class. Smart man. <laughs> Got to, got to live the life of the UT student. Then also the best of both worlds, go down to Texas State. And I know they got a they got a nice culture down there, too. They do. They I do. do. They got a nice, I nice I, college I, culture. I really wish I spent more time down there. Yeah. I never went out in San Marcos. Really? I, I floated the river. I mean, I've been doing that my whole life. But, but I, never, I never went to the square or anything like the, that. Yeah, so you didn't enjoy the social scene down no, there. I, I think heard people love it down there who actually yeah. go to school there. No, yeah. She? Yeah. So it's a, it's a really good school. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Well, my son Nolan frequents the square. Uh, yeah, exactly. You don't you don't have to go to that school to frequent the square. It's popping. It's popping <laughs> pop down there in San Marcos. Oh, on the square. love it. Uh, blowing up without a doubt. So okay, lot to do. Uh, coming up, I did see the uh, episode two of Hard Knocks, Rod. I know you're going to see it soon. We'll give you some of the highlights without spoiling it. But Hard Knocks episode two. We got NFL conversation with you know, preseason games number two on tap this weekend. So we'll get you that uh, here coming up. Also, Rod, we'll get you a rant, mm-hmm. uh, the first of the day. Oh, yeah, Longhorn-related rant. Uh, there are some accolades given out, and um, I think there's a Longhorn or two possibly missing here. we got to get into that. Get into that. Yeah. Can we get to the headlines, including some live action that just wrapped up down under? UBO Business Service is bringing you the news. And, yeah, England 
will face Spain for the Women's World Cup Championship in the final there after England beat the host country Australia 3-1 to in a match that just wrapped up about 10 minutes ago in the semifinal. 3-1 final England to face Spain on Sunday for the Women's World Cup. Uh, closer to home, 40 Acres. University of Texas announced yesterday its Texas Athletics Hall of Honor class of 2023. Six men, five women who certainly left their mark on Texas Longhorn Athletics are going to be inducted September 15th into the school's hall. Uh, men's class features two players from that Longhorn 2005 National Championship football team. That would be the wide receiver and kick returner Quan Cosby. Uh, offensive lineman Jonathan Scott going in. Also going in, uh, Texas golfer Jordan Spieth, many-time major champion. Also won a national championship while at Texas. David Denny. A member of the 83 College World Series Baseball Championship team, Chris Kirchner, a former championship swimmer at UT. Class will also honor 1960s track and field star James Mean Jr. Uh, Austin High Product was the first ever black athlete to compete at Texas uh, and and in the Southwest Conference. Helped the Longhorns to conference titles in in 66 and 68. 24th Women's Hall of Honor class includes Beth Barr from Swimming Diving, uh, former basketball star Jamie Carey, soccer star Kelly uh, Kelly McDonald Freeman, track and field champion Susan Schur, and Gia Gunan, a three-time All-American rower. Texas football, I know Rod will get into this coming up. More preseason accolades for the Longhorns yesterday. Sophomore quarterback Quinn Ewers named to the Manning Award preseason watch list. That award goes to the top quarterback in the country, sponsored by the All-State Sugar Bowl. While three Longhorns were named to the Lombardi Award watch list by the Rotary Club of Houston, Linebacker Jalen Ford, junior tight end Jatavion Sanders, sophomore offensive lineman Kelvin Banks, all being watched by the Lombardi folks down there in Houston. Major League Baseball, first place Rangers continue their torrid streak. Corey Seager homered twice, drove in five. He's batting 350 on the year. Rangers beat the Angels 7-3. Rangers have won 16 of uh, 18 since the All-Star break. Their lead over second place Houston remains three and a half. Astros rallied for a 6-5 win in Miami. They had to fight to get it. Kyle Tucker broke a 5-5 tie with a seventh inning home run long one. Yiner Diaz and Chaz McCormick also went deep. Round Rock stayed hot as well. They opened their series in Sugarland with a 6-3 win. And good news there for the Astros in that game. Of course, the Express and the Sugarland Space Cowboys, the AAA affiliates for both Houston and Texas. In that game, Astros outfitter Michael Brantley finally began his rehab assignment, hit a home run in his first at-bat. 36-year-old hasn't seen big league action since last June following shoulder surgery. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. There's some more um, behind-the-scenes uh, docu-series material coming out for uh, the Cowboys. Actually, there's going to be a Roku original film is what they're calling it. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to go inside the NFL's uh, NFL draft. But the Cowboys, I believe, are being featured uh, as one of the teams here because are prominently featured. Why wouldn't they? Because they're Dallas Cowboys. But debuts August 25th. On the Roku channel, if you have a Roku, which is... I do. Uh, you got a Roku at the house? Oh, yeah, I got a Roku. I have access to one. Um, but it'll be on the Roku channel, and essentially it's going to be about the NFL draft, behind-the-scenes uh, footage, and also kind of uh, talking to general managers and head coaches about the picks and why they made their picks. So that should be pretty good. And like I said, the Cowboys, that on the preview, there's probably more Cowboys footage than any other team, so I'm assuming... The Cowboys are going to be one of the marquee yeah. teams that's discussed and featured on this new docu film. You know, that uh, that uh, Cowboys war room always always heated, always fun to see, and I'm looking forward to that. Of course, Jerry Jones sold the the rights to Netflix right for the docu series 
talking about him and the '90s Cowboys. Oh, yeah. I was so maybe yeah. The NFL's getting I don't know more flexible. Yeah, with their NFL films footage. Yeah, they used to be really really uh, exclusive, and they didn't let a lot of um, I don't know. Well, now you have the entertainment ecosystem that's changed. They didn't let a lot of other entities have access to it. But now you're in the streaming era of entertainment where there's so many different platforms that need content. Yeah, and the NFL footage that's right. It's tons of content that's just promoting the league. I'd like to see a like a series. Y'all ever seen the movie Boyhood? Yep. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Richard Link, like Richard Linklater filmed yeah. over an extended like years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a dozen like, years. They yeah. pick like five draft prospects from a draft class, and then they follow them, you know, th- throughout maybe like a five-year period. It's a good idea. Periodically, what, is this and, a cricket match? Uh, no, that's, <laughs> no, it's a good idea. You, might, you might have a guy that ends up being a superstar. You might have a guy that's out of the league in a year, and then but you that still cool. kind of catch idea. up with them. It's a good, good idea. idea. Like, I love that idea. Yeah, come back each year and find out where they're at and mm-hmm. what stage of their career. Like like Rod B trying to fight for a roster spot at the totally uh, agree. And that's a maybe, maybe a guy's selling insurance. You know, yeah, he, no, he that's knows. that's the reality. Three and a half years is the that's the average uh, career for an NFL player. Of three and a half years. Yeah, so, behind the curtain stuff. People love that. And uh, this guy says, I, "Watch the Johnny Football documentary last night." That. Was a wild ride, indeed, indeed. I still have not seen that because you know what I did last night, Rod. I did. Fi- I saw the final ever episode and final season of Peaky Blinders, so I'm done. Oh, with you it. finished it up? Needed to do it. Yeah, I couldn't start something else, so that was done. How was that. the finale? I thought it was really good. They do really good well job. done. They no. do it. Okay. Killian Murphy kills it. I mean, he's such a great actor. He'll be up he's for best. The, he'll be up for best actor this year because of Oppenheimer. Yeah. There's no doubt. He he, he, he makes the he show. Did. He really does. I mean, the, the the show itself is good. The soundtrack's amazing. Uh, Peaky Blinders highly recommend that. I should have seen it when it was out, but you know. Thanks a while. Catch up as you can. These days, you ain't gotta. You don't have to watch it when it actually is. You know, uh, when it's actually in its prime, if you will, as a series. You can wait years. I know. I heard about it because I remember. But once I ever heard about it, it was already like in season two or three, and I was like, well, I don't don't want to start all at the beginning. But I did. I binged that over the last month or so and really enjoyed Peaky Blinders. But I will get into uh, the Johnny Manziel uh, doc here coming up, and. And I gotta keep watching HBO. Real, I'll Hard say Knocks. this for Hard Knocks. It still continues to be a kind of an ode to, to Aaron Rodgers. It should be, and he's coming off really good. If you're an Aaron Rodgers hater, which there are plenty of those out there, you're not. There's not a lot of ammo for you here because uh, he's really coming off as a great teammate. Mm-hmm. Helping Zach. I mean, on the sidelines because he's not playing. They played a Carolina preseason game. And they did practices with Carolina before the game this past weekend, and he didn't play at all. But he's on the sidelines, engaged, yelling at officials, helping Zach Wilson. Uh, he certainly is, is a part of what they're doing. Seems like he's having a, a good time with the Jets. He's motivated because he's got a chip on his shoulder again. He believes he's got something to prove. When Aaron Rodgers believes he's got something to prove, whether it be because he dropped in the NFL draft or it be because he wants to show everybody that he's better than Brett Favre, forget about Brett Favre, or he wants to show everyone, oh, you're going to draft a quarterback in the first round? You think you're ready to replace me? And then he goes on to be an MVP. Back-to-back. Yes. When he has something, when he believes he's got something to prove, when he wants to actually throw it in the face of all the naysayers, that's when he's at his best, and I think he's got that kind of mindset right now. I think you. I think it's very well said because the, the, the opposite is true. When he's not in a good place and he's oh, sulking. Yes. Remember at the end of the Mike McCarthy? Petulant. Yeah. Yep. I mean, basically kind of quit on Mike McCarthy, I think that's fair to say. Had some, more throwaways than any other yeah, quarterback. What, he was quitting happy. on plays. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was noticeable. And then Mike McCarthy was out. And maybe even last year. Now, he says he had a thumb injury, and that was part of it last year with him. But at the end, he just didn't look himself last year. But he's engaged. And the other guy that, mm-hmm. that is a standout performer in Episode 2 of Hard Knocks, when you get to see it, is Quinn Williams. 
the big defensive tackle. Oh, I love him. He is he is such a he's got a big smile. He's and charismatic, he, man. And, and it's part of part of it is he he signs his new big contract and his family's there, and then he is just destroying the Carolina Panthers offensive line in these joint practices that are going. Did he on. just sign a uh, extension? Ninety five million. Yeah, bucks. yeah, yeah. He's getting paid. He's he out had, of Alabama. He's got a great when he was coming out in the draft. He actually had a great. You guys probably remember the audio when he was being interviewed and he sneezes and blesses himself. <laughs> he, he, swear, he was being interviewed, he sneezed, he was like, bless me. And then he kept going. It was one of the best pieces of audio that I can remember for anybody coming out of the draft. We probably got to find that because that I'm, su- I'm surprised they haven't replayed that in Hard Knocks yet. Oh, it's brilliant. He's a big personality, too. But he's a talented <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. player. And Robert Sala's like, man, because he was talking to the owner. Man, that's a lot of money. And he said, man, every dollar is worth that. That's a... Our, our defense goes as he goes at the point. No uh, and he doubt. is unblockable up front. And a kind of an Aaron Donald kind of presence, it appears, mm-hmm. with the Jets right now. All right, let's go uh, with the Rod's rant here. We'll get back into your favorite streaming. What are you watching right now, including the docuseries, the quarterback, and, of course, Johnny Manziel. Peaky Blinders really good. We're getting these coming in, too. Appreciate that. Because football, 17 days away to the college football season. With that in mind, let's get a rant from Rod. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite. And start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Bro, oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, uh, time for a another edition of Rod's rant of the day, and I want to talk about uh, a list that came out from ESPN. Um, so ESPN had a list of the top 100 players in all of college football. And they, and they showed some, some Longhorn love, and you'd expect them to have some Longhorns on this list. Um, but the rant is kind of going to be about a guy, I think, who, or maybe multiple guys that should have made the list. And we can open it up and have a conversation about it because I think you guys might agree. So the players that made the top, this is ESPN's top 100 list of the top 100 players in college football okay. for 2023. And they have three Longhorns ranked. Do you guys want to guess the three Longhorns that are ranked? X-Man. X-Man is 59. Uh, Xavier Worthy, Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford is 88. You got two out of the three. You're smoking right now. Doing a good job. And we're going to say Kelvin Banks. Wrong. Oh. (laughs) Top 100? Say, say, hey, I said the same thing. Exactly. You were the same reaction I had. Like, oh, I had to check the list like four times. Like, nah, nah, I must have missed it. I went through every one. Nope. You want to try to get it? You want to guess for the other one? Um... It might be a little tougher than you think, actually. It surprised me a little bit, too. Is it uh, A.D. Mitchell? No. It's Jalen Catalan. Okay. The Arkansas transfer. Okay, portal. And he did have a, a – he was an All-American, I believe, as a freshman. He just he hasn't was. been able to available to play because he's been hurt ever since he had that spectacular year. He had one of the best uh, seasons for safety in college football and then really hasn't been able to stay healthy. And um, that was the year that Texas went to Fayetteville and got – Kicked around, and Jerry yes. Catalan was a big part of that. Defense. And I remember watching him that year doing research and going, "Man, this dude's legit NFL safety." Yeah, uh, he just got to stay healthy. Um, and so he—that's the three guys: fifty-nine Xavier Worthy, eighty-three Jalen Catalan, and Jalen Ford. And that's it. And I'm with you. Uh, I said the same thing. I was like, "No, Kelvin Banks on this list." I mean, Kelvin Banks, I, based on the stats, this is a guy that faced four first-round picks from last season. Will Anderson, who went number three, Tyree Wilson, who went number seven, Will McDonald, who went number 15, and Felix Anudike Uzoma, who went 31st. And he didn't allow a sack and had zero penalties versus that group as a true freshman? Yeah. I mean, it's— uh, Yeah. He, I was, how, did they, how, did he, how did they miss him? 
Yeah, maybe it's youth and maybe Texas not on the national radar yet, but I agree with you. I mean, he's a, as a pass protector, he's a prodigy. I mean, he's just to be that good against those guys. And you go back and watch the film. He stoned him. He stoned him. He stoned him. <laughs> Will Anderson made some plays. This guy's made some plays in the backfield, but man. But Will Anderson was, also like jumped off. Remember, Alabama had like 15 penalties in that game last yeah, September. Was, I want to say it was the most penalties for a Nick Saban coach team at Bama. Yeah, and which is why Texas probably should have won that football game. But either way, and uh, Will Anderson had some some jumping offside situations. But you know, most of the pressure, like the pressure that got to Quinn Ewers where he suffered his injury, came from the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, came from the right side and came clear. And of course, it was the 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 collapsing Quinn Ewers to the ground that, that mm-hmm. broke his collarbone or fractured his collarbone. But, uh, you know, to hold up, I mean, Will Anderson's a freak. Uh, Tyree Wilson, go back and watch that Tech game. I mean, he was— Just a top-ten pick. And he was <laughs> he was not impactful in the game. Yeah. Felix and Yuduke Uzoma was a first-round pick who was the defensive player of the year in the conference who was not impactful in the game. And Will McDonald, uh, number 15, is also a first-round pick. You know, the Jets, and you and see him last night on Hard Knocks. Exactly. It, yeah, great point. Um, and he really wasn't that impactful. So for, for Kelvin Banks, as a true freshman, he's, to, a, he's at least in the top 100. To do what he did, I, w- I would think he should be in the top 100 best players in all of college football. There's an argument to be made that maybe JT Sanders yeah, probably. He might be the second best tight end in the country, potentially. Definitely Brock Bowers. In terms of draftable. Uh, prospects at tight end coming out. He's definitely second behind Brock Bowers. Uh, as a matter of fact, you go look at <laughs> um, what he did last season. I mean, 54 receptions, uh, had 613 yards, five touchdowns. And if you go look at first downs and uh, look first downs, touchdowns, and, com- and that combination, I mean, he's right behind you know Brock Bowers in terms of tight ends who were that impactful on the game and was able to stretch the field and keep the chains moving. I'm surprised he didn't make it either. So those are two guys that I thought probably should have been considered to be top 100 players. I agree with you. And I think, um, you know, one-year sample size for both, really. Kelvin Banks was a freshman. JT Sanders really burst on the scene last year. And sometimes it's like like, like Jalen Ford being on that list is rightful. But he wouldn't have been on the list last year, obviously. He wouldn't have been on the last yeah. year. Yeah, but these guys had, you know, kind of breakout campaigns already, so I thought they would have made the list. I understand the Jalen Ford thing, and you're right, came out of nowhere. And Kelvin Banks shouldn't be sneaking up on people this year, and, and neither should J.T. Sanders. Both of those guys are on, you know, on track, developmental track, to have better years than they did last season. And for Kelvin Banks, I guess that'd be tough, considering yeah. how good he was. Uh, but that, well, but he also got disrespected. Remember, in the Big Twelve preseason selections, he was picked, but for somehow he was not a unanimous selection. And I don't know how that could be in the Big Twelve. Well, and, that and, he wasn't a unanimous selection. Who who would have thought that he's a first team All Big Twelve offensive lineman? And he, by all accounts, behind the scenes, is a, a totally driven dude who's only trying to get better. Uh, has the right mindset to. You know, goal setter. Uh, oh yeah, understands. Okay, well, mature. Uh, he his pass pro was great last year. He needs to be better in the run blocking uh, because this whole offensive line doesn't have Bijan or Roshan, so they have to be better. You know, plowing the lane and opening r- running lanes. And Kelvin Banks, if he puts that there, he, I mean, he'll be three and done here at Texas if he stays I healthy because so. he projects as one of those high end, you know, highly drafted left tackles. He's got the body type, the long arms, and and as you see, to to stone those four first round pass rushers in year one. Um, pretty darn amazing. Can I give a quick credit behind uh, with during the Rat Tintar buddy Quan Cosby? Give it up. Who's going into the Hall of Honor? Uh, how about him? Jordan Spieth, Quan Cosby, Jonathan Scott among the uh, eleven member class of the Longhorn Athletic Hall of Honor. 
And QC is a good buddy, and I know he's a good guy. Great guy, good man. Part of that 05 national championship team, all-time program leader in kick returns and yardage, fourth in career receptions, sixth in receiving yards, fifth in receiving touchdowns. A two-time All Big 12 selection. He's a legendary lifetime Longhorn. I love it. Still putting in work. Still putting in work for the program. And that 08 team behind the scenes. He was on. Of course, he was a freshman after coming back from baseball where he played four years in the L.A. Angels organization. And he's told me that story and told our audience that story where he was on the track to be maybe the starting center fielder of the – if you listen to uh, – actually, it was when Quan was on, us on my uh, Eyes on Texas multicast. He mm-hmm. came in, and he's told that story that he was, he was drafted by the Angels. And how about this? Quan had the decision to make. He was told – he was talking to the general manager at the time of the Angels, and he told him, look, you're on track to be our starting center fielder. Um, we, we need the bat to come a little more, but the defensive skills, the speed, the athleticism we want from our center fielder is there. And he told Quan, he said, we're not going to re-sign Darren Erstad. Darren Erstad was their center fielder at wow. the time. And Quan, Quan would tell you he didn't believe him. He, he's like, oh, no, you're not letting Erstad go. And so, and he, you know, he was traveling in bus leagues and playing all up and down the Pacific Coast and playing, trying to climb his way, but he still had the love for football. So mm-hmm. at 20, you know, 22, 23, he came back came to Texas. Came back and played. And so he was a freshman on the Natty Championship team. He would also tell you that a couple of years later, Torrey Hunter, because they didn't resign, Dor- they did not resign Darren Erstad. And while he was back playing at Texas, Torrey Hunter Plan got, B. got a mega deal. Plan B. Got yeah. a mega deal. <laughs> that guaranteed money. Oh, that life changing yeah. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got that mega deal, and um, Torrey Hunter took that money. But Quan came, won the uh, national championship. And, I, and it's, it's still, I know it breaks his heart and a lot of Longhorn fans, that 08 team. Now, the 9 team played for the championship, Rod. But, but the 8 team was a better team. It was a better team. And when he and he and Jordan Shipley together, uh, that was when Colt McCoy, with the year, he almost completed 80% of his passes. Yeah, it's the best wide-receiving duo in Texas football history. Easily. And if not, not for close. that night in Lubbock, gosh darn it. Hey, I mean, that's... I had one of those nights in Lubbock. I know. I had one in O two. Though there, there are some crazy wild nights in Lubbock, man, and not in a good way. Not, <laughs> not in a good way. Well, for for I'm sure for Red Raiders, it's a good thing. But I remember that we should have, and we were better in O two, just like they were better in O eight. And wild, freaky, crazy things happened down in Lubbock. And of course, that ended up being Oklahoma. You know, once you lose that Tech game, then it's Texas, mm. Oklahoma, and Texas Tech. All you know is one lost conference team, oh. the tiebreaker scenario. Brutal. And it's Oklahoma, the Sooners, that get to play Tim Tebow in Florida for the national championship. That was a cruel twist, man. That was a cruel it twist. Sure that was, was. <laughs> for Lowen Finn. That was just a cruel twist to have to watch that. And you knew your team was better. You yeah. knew your team was better. Well, you killed. They had you proven beat it. Yeah, they beat them. Head to uh, head. Had proven it. At the Cotton Bowl. What was that, the 45-35 year? That was a great game, too. That was a great game. That was one of the really classic Texas OU games. Without a doubt. As well. yeah. It was the most exciting one I've been to live. Well, last couple have been well, to. Well, I want to say, man, hell, remember the, the, was the three overtimes of Sam Ellinger? Oh, yeah. That was, that was, that was wild, you too. you lost that game, right? And yeah, you lost. I was like, Drake was, Stoops caught the game winner. Unfortunately, it's a really good one that Texas lost. Yeah. Even the one where Texas is up by 20, 21 points and Sark ends up losing well, the Kyler his Murray first game, year. That was a great game. Carla Murray game that came all the way back, and then of course Dicker the kicker makes the kick, and they win it. Yeah, 
But that was, that was a good one too. Well, but I, I just for me personally, that that forty five thirty five game being there was the best because it was just no, well, both knew programs how, were elite. Uh, I want to say was it what what Texas both were in the, near the top. Oh yeah, five or well, something. Both played for the national title. That's what I'm saying. Texas was ranked really high too. Like, that's when there's everything on the line. I think lately we haven't had that because yeah. Texas hasn't held up there in the bar. Yeah, you just knew how big that game was. Yeah, it's you know national title on the line. Pretty much. Well, your national title shot is yeah. on the line. That was my first Texas OU. Was it? Was yep. it? Oh, damn! Good for you. Shipley had the big kick return. Mm-hmm. House call. That was a great, great game. game. Great game. And yeah. he and, and that's where Greg Davis broke out the Jordan Shipley at like flex tight end. He put him at the flex spot. Yeah, just, just so off they, the line, the mm-hmm. right tackle, and they couldn't cover it. I mean, they couldn't cover it. Well, they, and I mean, they had to deal with Quan too. Yeah, Quan. That's the thing about it. You, yeah. you could cover him if you didn't have to deal with Quan. Yeah, but Chris, I got to deal with Quan, and I got to deal with him. Got Chris, Chris <laughs> Obenai in the backfield. Mm-hmm. That's a good team, and that that team in 08, man. Um, uh, sorry, Quan. Not that we're, we're honoring Quan going we're into the long run. And we're talking about the the worst year, but Quan uh, was a great player at Texas. He's still a good friend. Hopefully, we can talk to Quan. Maybe this morning we'll check in with him, see how he's doing. Also, props to UT to put uh, James Means Jr. track and field rod into the Hall of Honor, uh, first ever black athlete to compete at, in any sport in the Southwest Conference. Broke that, the color barrier. Yeah, that's fantastic. I did not know that either. And that's, at that's UT. a nice little history nugget. Went to Austin High and with three year Letterman, won two conference titles. So James Means Jr. going in on September as well. Congratulations to all of those uh, honorees. Well deserved. We'll come back, uh, pick up these conversations. We'll also, before the end of the hour, uh, play some bullish or BS and uh, continue a Wednesday conversation over the hump. School is back for everybody now. Happy first week of school. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, The Horn. So many ways to find the show. Five hours, five days a week here with Ian Rod B. Make sure you're checking out the YouTube page. Subscribe there. Those numbers going through the roof. Also appreciate all the digital listeners on our Horn app. Got to see some numbers on that yesterday, Rod. Doing well. Doing really, really well with the folks finding that Horn app and downloading it and listening to the program. And if you are complaining about the signal, you need to send my man Ty an email. All right, send them an email, and then we can try to work on uh, getting through some of the uh, the bureaucratic kind of red tape to yeah. improve the signal. Yeah, with 101.9 on the yeah. FM dial, we, we we really would like to improve that and uh, need some help. So, yeah, send We're that on it. email to Ty. That's thenderson at hornfm.com. And but just send your general complaints to Ty. You can just complain to Ty about <laughs> anything. Traffic. About anything. Heat. Just make sure you mention 1019 specifically and where you're located and having trouble um, hearing the, that, that signal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or fire up the Horn app and it's loud and clear digitally. That's no, probably the it. best advice. And if you have any suggestions yeah. for the Horn app, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm in charge of that. Well, now. mention that, Ooh, Ty, because Ty. You're, you're helping to uh, redesign Man. and re- rework the uh, Horn app. And uh, it's looking good. You can follow the Horn Top 20 countdown, okay. listen to the shows, all the interviews and podcasts. And because um, that's the other thing. And if you can't listen to the show because you got you know kids in the car line and you got stuff to do, you can always go back and listen to the show on the podcast uh, in your in whichever order you want. So you don't miss a minute. And we appreciate you doing that as well. Yeah. And uh, Texas says the app signal is always great. It is. Yeah. It's crystal clear. Crystal it's a beautiful clear. thing. And the, uh, the the YouTube where you can watch it. And somebody asked, Rod, what's the what's that V-neck you're wearing? What's the brand of that V-neck shirt you wear? Oh, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I'll got i look it up. And I ask, I'll look it up because I don't know. Wifey, I'm not going to lie. Wifey, wifey. wifey bought the V-neck. She, and she knows I'm really picky about like my undershirts. We talked the undershirt conversation not too long ago. But this is usually like one of my undershirts. I will get you the brand. I promise. I'll look it up. Thank you. In Thank the break. You. And Thank Ty, you, what, is, uh, what is the next step for the uh, the app? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Just just trying to make it better every day. There you go. You know? I like that I, I, attitude. I'm taking, taking suggestions, like I said. So make it better you, every day. If you're struggling with anything on there, it's, I always like to hear from the users. That's, that's how we T improve it. T. Henderson at hornfm.com. Make it better complaints every day. for the signal, complaints about other things. This says, uh, this says I can't pick up 1019 in San Angelo. That's probably true. Fix it, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> All of your complaints, it, it matter if they are reasonable or not, send them to Ty. Uh, this says app is really good. Driving from Midland to Bernie. That's a little drive. That's a little drive. Hey, be safe on that road, man. Somebody asked, when is baby due, Rod? Baby's due Texas OU weekend, I believe. Oh, right around right. the time. Yeah, you said that 7th is the due date, and yeah. the 7th is when Texas plays OU. Yeah, so Sark, I need a dub, man. They <laughs> <laughs> can't have the baby coming around that time, and then, you know, it's, a, it's an L. We can't have that. I need good mojo to get the life started on the right track. Get a dub. Texas OU weekend. Uh, no kidding about that. And uh, so thanks to everybody that sent in there. Yeah. And thanks for all the congratulations. You guys have been really kind um, sending out congratulatory uh, remarks about the yes. baby. So I appreciate that. Life changing. You know it's coming. It's, it's uh, coming. It's Sorry. a great I'm, thing. I'm old enough. It's a great I mean, thing. I'm going on 43 years old. I'm ready for my life to change a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you'll be a good dad. I know that. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. Hey, so um, <laughs> earlier we are talking about the uh, biggest games in college football based on, you know, we know they're big games, but then the AP Top 25 comes out and it kind of solidifies. You see it in black and white where mm-hmm. these teams are ranked, and that's all preseason conjecture and then speculation. But we had the 10 best, you know, LSU-Florida State week one is a great game. Uh, that September is going to be an awesome game. I know. That's, non, that's non-conference, obviously. That, and those, those non-cons, the intersectional rivalries or games where LSU plays Florida State. And then, as we said, Florida State two weeks later plays Clemson. So Florida State is a team to keep an eye on in the early part of the year. They can put themselves on a track where that Florida State is back with that's, Jordan Travis, a quarterback. Yeah, first half of the season, uh, that's going to be a lot of hype about Florida State. If they live up to that hype, you might be right. They might be talking about them in the college football well, playoff. played number five and nine in the first three weeks of the season. Ooh. Yeah, well, number five is LSU in neutral site. And then number nine, And they got nine, an, early, an early conference game with Clemson. That's at Clemson. Hmm. Yeah, they. You know what? That's a good point. Florida State can prove they are for real early on in the season, and within the first month of the season, we'll know if Florida State's for real. And obviously, Texas is Alabama. Uh, you know, on September nine, that's a huge game in the non-con. Yeah, I'm for he- both sides. Yeah, I'm hearing that the uh, the Pat uh, McAfee show is going to have like a special broadcast oh, yeah. around the Texas Bama game, and so that's kind of going to launch him. I remember last year, McAfee game was too. all on the uh, Texas bandwagon. Yeah, Texas yeah. football and basketball. That's a good point. He was. That's a good point. He, he probably is going to pick Texas in that game. It also reveals, when you put this on black and white, that Tennessee plays in some really big games. And Tennessee is number 13 in our Horn Top 20 countdown. We're going to spotlight them today and talk to a, an insider who covers Tennessee. How good are they? They re, you know, replace uh, Hendon Hooker, and Joe Milton is now their quarterback. A lot of hype around him. They've got a big game at Alabama on October 21st. Um, uh, they've also got a big one late in the year with Georgia. And that's the thing that you re- you took from it, Rod, when I put this top ten right in front of you, the top ten matchups for 2023. 
that Georgia, the number one team in the country and two-time defending champions, only appear on at one time. Yeah, you just don't see them. And you're basing this off ranked teams playing each other, top-ranked teams. They don't play a lot of top-ranked teams. They nope. play some games that are going to be dangerous, potentially. Could be It's a drop. Could be a trap game. South Carolina there. Auburn. Auburn. Yeah, they, they got a lot of trap games, but they don't have a lot of marquee matchups versus top-ranked opponents. Well, well Alabama's on this list like three, five, three, four, four, five, three, four times. Three, four times. <laughs> They're playing Tennessee. They're playing Texas. LSU. They play Texas. It's that SEC West, man, as opposed to the SEC East. You just yeah. get a little bit more, I say, more favorable schedules if you're a Georgia over there. Well, and, and the thing that stands out, if you if you take this this process and put it into the Big 12 and take ranked teams, and I'm also going to consider Texas Tech because I think they're, they they weren't ranked, but I think they've got a chance to be a good team. They're a dark horse. Everybody likes them. So that, that leads you to the biggest games in the Big 12, which, will, you know, number 11, Texas, number 20, Oklahoma, October 7th, of the course. day your baby is due. Always the biggest. Um, 14th ranked K-State at Texas Tech, October 14, that next week. That'll be good. I like that. At Tech, that's good. Well, how about Texas Tech? We, be a night game. I mean, how about Kansas State, who we featured yesterday on our Horn Top 20? And if you missed that, we had a great interview and conversation with Tim Fitzgerald, who covers the, the Wildcats and has for a long time. Uh, really good conversation in depth on you know that team, where they're at, replacing Deuce Vaughn, replacing Felix and Yuduke Uzoma, uh, replacing Julius Brents, their best corner. But they do bring a lot of really good players back. So, But how about for K-State? They have a two-week stretch in October, Rod, where they play – at Texas Tech, October 14th, and turn around and host TCU. Back to back Saturdays. Yeah. And TCU's number That's 16 tough. in the preseason. That could be a determining factor. And then a couple of weeks later, K State plays at Texas, November the 4th, which becomes a really big game. Texas, of course, plays Oklahoma. They will uh, be at TCU November the 11th, and yeah. then they will be uh, hosting Texas Tech on November 24th. That's like in the season, correct? That last, is that the last game, I believe, for Texas? That- well, at te- that Texas Tech game, that's like the end of the season. Hopefully for Texas, they've already cemented themselves as a Big 12 championship contender yeah. at that point, um, and they're already you know, kind of cemented their place in the championship game. If not, man, that te- if that Texas Tech game has any conference championship implications, they'll be trying to play spoiler, or more than spoiler. Well, and I would also Texas. say for a lot of folks tuning in today that have been out and about, of course, summer's over and school's back, so you're checking in. We've said this a lot, but if you go to the, the reason that Oklahoma is even ranked right now after a six and seven season a year ago for Brett Venables in week one, in year one, Rod, is their schedule. We, we when you start putting you know putting on on paper the biggest games in the Big Twelve. Oklahoma plays Texas neutral, and the only other game they have against one of these ranked teams is a home game late in the season against TCU, November the twenty fourth. That's that it. Last game of the season. They don't go on the road and play anybody that's going to be ranked in, the, in this season at all. They don't play Tech this year. They don't play K-State this year. They got the favorable draw from the Big 12. Now, look, one of these new schools that they do play, a BYU, who they will play in Provo. That's never an easy Could that game. be a scary game for them? It's a trap game. UCF is in Norman, Central Florida they drew. Uh, Central Florida with Gus Malzahn, and that's a returning quarterback. To be this year, yeah. That's in Norman October 21st, a couple weeks after the, the Red River game. Uh, they play Iowa State. In That's Norman. not scary anymore, though, because of all the gambling issues, yeah. gambling allegations. Hunter so Decker's they've lost three, three or four starters just yeah. because of that alone. And they do play Cincinnati uh, at Cincinnati, their first conference game. I don't know with Luke Fickle gone and a new head coach and what they're going to be, but that is at Cincinnati. But again, SMU's non-conference, Arkansas State, SMU, and Tulsa. And then that conference schedule, that's why when we talked and, and highlighted Oklahoma in our countdown, Rod, we talked to Tyler McComas, and he said, look, people here, are, this is Oklahoma. With that schedule, 
which Tyler said it's the easiest schedule and the most winnable schedule of his lifetime. <laughs> if they don't win 10 games, Brett Venable's going to be in trouble. Yeah. In Norman, Oklahoma. I agree with that. Uh, right now, the expectations are with that schedule, and you're supposed to be bouncing back from the disappointing season you had last year. And you, you, Dylan Gabriel, if he doesn't get hurt, um, you're still bringing back your starting quarterback from last year. And the hope is that, yeah, you win at least 10 games. And that's it's a high standard, but Oklahoma, I mean, Oklahoma football is Oklahoma football. Well, and, and Tyler <laughs> said this and said, don't tell anybody, but if, you know, even if they were to lose to Texas in the Cotton Bowl, they should they should beat SMU. They should be beating Cincinnati. They should beat BYU. If they don't win ten games, that means they lost at least th- two three games they weren't supposed to lose. Yes, that's basically what it means. They uh, lost more games they're not supposed to lose. And it is OU who we've said since the last time the Longhorns won a Big Twelve championship have won eight Big Twelve championships. The expectation is, you know, because again, you know how Oklahoma fans are were when Lincoln Riley left. It was like good riddance. We're fine. We're Oklahoma. We're bigger than than one coach. Well, last year you were six and seven. And now it's and Texas would tell you and Rod, you've been through it and we've all watched it. You know, replacing really good coaches is hard to do. I think the assumption for them was that they, because they had Bob Stoops and then Lincoln Raleigh, that they would be able to find another great coach because Oklahoma hires really well. But you had two Hall of Fame coaches in a row. So there's going to be the, a drop-off because the odds— Your rule of three. Yeah, the odds are just so against you hiring three Hall of Fame coaches in a row that you are just bound to hire. Not a dud, but just someone who's not a Hall of Fame elite coach, and I think that may be Renables. He may be okay, but I don't know if he is going to uh, meet expectations that are so high for Sooner fans out there. Well, you know what? If he doesn't get it done this year and they do underachieve, you know his name you're going to hear a lot? Bob Stoops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Bob, Bob Stoops is still around there. He's only 58 years old. He's just hovering around. He's still coaching. Just won the XFL. Yeah, he's still coaching. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you. And Bob Stoops feels bad. He's got some guilt because of the Lincoln Riley thing. Because he thought he left the program in good hands with Lincoln Riley. And now even he felt a little, you know, slighted and blindsided by Lincoln Riley leaving to go to USC. Well, so he feels guilty. And they hired and they hired his guy, Brett Venables, on yeah. his recommendation. Yes, so yeah, both of his recommendations it worked out well. The first one, Lincoln Riley, but then you know now it's left the program in disarray. And if the Venables thing doesn't work out, I could see him coming like a you know like we saw with Bill Snyder. Yeah. I'll come fix the program and then get you guys back on track, and y'all worry about hiring the next guy. And we'll find the next guy, but I'll get you back on track. Well, and let's obviously not uh, address the elephant in the room. They're going to the SEC. And you better have the right coach in place oh, yeah. when going, and Can't that's going to be the narrative. And you know that's why this is a huge year for Steve Sarkeesian. Yep. You know, if you don't play and and play for the Big Twelve Championship this year with this team with this schedule, going to the SEC, you, you might not have the right guy. I mean, that will become the conversation. Uh, that will. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be you know out, but at the same time, the the conversation will be. Yep. Yeah, we may not have the right guy. The narrative is yeah. is like, well, you know what? I don't know if it Sark's the guy going to the SEC. For let me, Texas. Let me correct the record. Bob Stoops is 62. 62? Uh, well, still, still young relatively enough. young. He's young, young enough. And he's taking some time off. So in coaching years, usually it wears you down. It's like dog years. But he took some time off to kind of recalibrate. And I, honestly, I'm with you. I, I think if Brent, Brent Venables underachieves and they decide to move on, Bob Stoops is the first name that they're going to pursue. He may not want to do it. They might have to look elsewhere. He may help them get the next guy, but I, he may not want to do it. I think he would, though. He loves thing for Stoops. He made a lot of money coaching football, but he also, his wife is like a Mary, Mary Kay? Kay mogul. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> she this. She makes a bunch of money in makeup. 
That always helps. As Mac Brown said, Mary Rich. Mary Rich. Mary Rich. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we come back. We're going bullish or BS on some big topics out there, including a big uh, musical tour that's been reengaged. Also, some sports conversations. Lionel Messi does it again. And uh, the other topics of the morning. I did get confirmation, Rod. We are going to talk to our friend Quan, Quan Cosby. Nice. Coming up about 8.10 this morning. Quan like going that. into that Longhorn Athletic Hall of Honor. Uh, we'll talk about the phone call, how it all went down. Also get Quan's thoughts on this year's football team. He's got some opinions, I'm sure. That's all coming on a busy Wednesday morning here on Ian Rod B. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's All Sports Leader, The Horn. Indeed, time for bullish or BS. Topics we're bullish on and maybe not so much and calling BS. That'll uh, bullish to talk to Quan Cosby after the top of the hour. One of the newest members going into the Longhorn Athletics Hall of Honor. We'll talk to QC coming up. Also, Rod, are you bullish or BS on this? Madonna has her 65th birthday today. She's also, Mm -hmm. not coincidentally or coincidentally, announced that uh, she's rescheduled her concert date here for the Moody Center uh, for next April. Nice. April. Remember, she nearly died. Yeah, I heard she had some medical issues. The material girl, yeah. She had a... uh, What was it? An infection or something? An infection, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It got really bad. Um, So, yeah. But she's back. Any interest in for you or the wifey to see Madonna when she rolls through here? No, really. I mean, I I respect Madonna. She's fantastic, obviously. Very talented. Not really my cup of tea. So, you know. 65 today, though. 65. I'm not really motivated to go see Madonna in concert. She still gets, uh, like, really erotic. With her yeah. act, with her act at sixty something, which is what I've heard. Like she still has not toned down the uh, eroticism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, what do you mean? She's like a virgin. Yeah, and well, was, that's that, that was, she was super controversial when I was a kid. Exactly. I was yeah. Up in the 80s, <laughs> now the material she, girl. Now she wouldn't even go viral with any of that stuff because now we're too desensitized to it. Back yes. then, like uh, oh, we're man, doing like songs a virgin? called WAP. Yeah. <laughs> WAP. Like a virgin yeah, was a big deal like in the 80s. Now it's Touched wow. for the very first time. And some people are like, wow, uh, go Google it. You got to Google it because we can't even uh, talk about it. Uh, we'll get fired or canceled. Yeah. Also, you you're go. a big fan of the movies. Are you <sighs> avclub.com, Rod, put together a list of the 38 funniest Dude. movie performances of the 21st century. So since 2000. Individual? Individual. So acting funniest. performances. Here are the top t- 10. See if you agree with Owen Wilson and Zoolander. Bullish or BS? That's number one? Yes. Oh, no, not number one. It's a. It should be somewhere, but not number one. That's ridiculous. Number two, John Hader and Napoleon Dynamite, 04. Also should not BS. be number two. Will Ferrell, Anchorman. Should be Legend prob- of Ron Burgundy. That should be in the top five. Ron Burgundy was legit. How about this one? Channing Tatum, 21 Jump Street. No. Overrated. BS. I saw that. BS. Come on. Melissa McCarthy, Bridesmaids. Actually, she was, she was iconic. She's one of my legit. favorite actresses ever. Yeah. I, I think like, she's one of the funniest people in the I'm world. with you. She, yeah, she probably that is. That's bullish, man. She's, she's legit. Get in on this, too, Ty. Bullish or BS. Uh, uh, funniest movie performances of the 21st century. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Barbie. I have haven't seen it, it, so I can't comment. I'm, I don't. I'm going to call BS. Yeah, I'm going to call BS. On Tom Cruise, Tropic Thunder. The cameo, His cameo <laughs> was great. It really was, man. I'm, I'm bullish on that. He needs to do more of those comic cameos. Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool. He, he's really good in Deadpool. I don't know if he. Yeah, he's really good. I don't know if he should be top ten. You'll really like. Good. Ty will love this one. John C. Riley and Step Brothers. Yes. Overrated. Oh come on, Rod. Step Brothers is an overrated comedy. That's my Sorry. favorite comedy ever. I know. How can that be? Um, come on. So many good one-liners. Ben Stiller oh. and Dodgeball. 
Yeah, he is good. Yeah, he is good. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston gets a nod at, at, at horrible bosses. No. I didn't think she was that funny. She wasn't that funny. No, that's ridiculous. That's BS. She wasn't even that funny in Friends. She wasn't. She's just sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the air conditioner down. D- how about this one? Danny McBride, this is the end. Yes. Danny McBride is funny. <laughs> yeah, he's, movie. he's one of the funniest dudes, period, man. What Chan- are you talking yes. about? He's bounding down. Channing Tatum is his, like, gimp. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, get out of here, Tatum. That, that movie might be a little underrated, actually. That's a, a great movie. They yeah. say Eddie Murphy in Shrek 2. Uh, yeah, I guess, but, you know, he's had so many more iconic performances, but I guess it's 21st century. Tiffany See. Haddish, Girls Trip. No. Please. Rebel Wilson in Pitch Perfect. Dude, this is way, this next There's one is too low. This is too low. Steve Carell, 40-year-old virgin. That's too low. Should be higher. He's at 16. That thing should be in the top well, 10. this should also be much higher. Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover. Yes, <laughs> way too. He's at 19? Yeah. He also should be close to the top 10. And Sasha Baron, Co- Baron Cohen and Borat. Oh, actually, yeah. He's, <laughs> he, he, as a ghost comedic genius, he needs to be higher. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I That's got Owen Wilson and Zoolander at the top, and you got Zach Galifianakis from Hangover at 19. Come Ricky, on. Ricky Bobby, not on the yeah, list. Yeah, not on either. the list. Yes, that's a good one. Oh, come on, go, good job. You're well, right. Well, how about Owen Wilson or uh, where's the guy from? From uh, Wedding Crashers, Vince oh, Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Vin, no Vince Vaughn. They could have put Vince Vaughn slash Owen Wilson as Wedding Crashers, and everybody would have been cool with that. Yeah, Vince Vaughn in, in Wedding yeah. Crashers and or Old School. Yeah, and where, oh, where's Vince Will Ferrell Vaughn in Old does School? Does the Old School? Come on, man, Snoop Deloop. You're right. We're going streaking. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right about that. I, I didn't think about the old school. That's a good one. Will Ferrell could probably be on there like three times. He he was on uh, 21st century. He had like a hot streak where he was like the funniest man on the planet. Yeah. And like I said, you can only be the funniest man on the planet for so long. And Will Ferrell did it for I still think he's the old school's 2000. You think he's still like right now the funniest man on the planet? He's my favorite actor ever. Old school okay. is 2003. So yes, that performance would be there. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. Come on. Oh, so many great moments. Just uh, and of course Honestly, Vince Vaughn could be there. You too. know who else should have been on there? Super bad. Probably should have yeah, been. No, Jonah there. Hill. Yeah, Jonah Hill was legit. Super bad, man. That was nice. That was All right, legit. Bullish or BS? What do you have for us, Ty? And bullish or BS? Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. Austin's hey now undefeated professional bull riding t- team. They're seven and zero. Two weeks out now. I'm about ten days it. out to Gambler Days. It's uh, the sixteenth. I mean, this of league August. has been around. They've been for what? For, for was it? How long have the Austin Gamblers been around? This is the second year. Second, second year. year for the Austin Second year of the So they're already undefeated in the second year. They're having a year like the Austin FC did in that second year. <laughs> they are. <laughs> and they're loaded with the best bull rider ever in Jose Vitor Leme. Yeah, they, they stacked they the roster. They will be at the uh, Moody Center Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 25th through 27th, with great music and, of course, the electrifying bull riders and the best in the world coming to the Moody Center. They're 7-0. What do you have there, Ty? Uh, professional gambler, Diedrich Bell. Nice. Uh, placed a... $10 bet to win close to a million dollars last week. I have a little bit of audio here, but it, I will tell you this. He didn't end up winning, and uh, the Yankees were the team that, that yeah. messed it up for him. Was that the one that beat you? No. No. no the, but the, the, the Yankees oh, gave up like six runs oh, in the Oh, this ninth was inning. Sunday. Okay, so he had how, how many legs of a parlay did he have? It was on? like 10-plus legs. So he had 10, t- 10 pieces of a parlay, right? Okay. And 10, you got to hit, every, hit every game to win the ten the bet. All right. That's what makes it so valuable. Ten bucks can win you a lot. Yeah, because the odds are the so odds low. The odds are so low. Yeah. <laughs> and so he had everything else but that Yankees game? Yeah, so he had like Garrett Cole, 
wow. over eight strikeouts in the Yankees to win, and they were up like seven to one in the ninth inning. Uh, but I'll oh. I'll play the audio for you. Well, here. listen to this. But they were up. They 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 were. Yeah, it was a six run lead in the ninth inning to win that. And that was the last leg. That was the last e- leg. Everything else had won, and they oh. blew it. And the Yankees bullpen has been their strength all year in a bad year for them. That's been their strength, Bruno. and they blew it to the Marlins on Sunday. Now, this is the gambler? Yes, this is what he had to say right after the, the Yankees game. Oh, sorry. Give it what to me. Bill, the one that made this bid the other night, it was a crazy bid. It was a wild day, wild night. And, man, to watch all them bits, man, come back and hit the way they did. My own team let me down, been with you, I been with your heart, you know, keep them teams off, all right? But it was a fun ride, it was good, it was good. Hopefully, hey, we did it again. We tried again, that's all we can do, that's what we do, we bet every day, all right? We bet every day. <laughs> Who's that, Phil Mickelson? <laughs> yeah. We bet every day, baby. But he's right. I guess he's a Yankees fan. You can't bet with your heart. I've learned that lesson too many times. Oh, hold up. So it was a, how much was the initial bet? $10? $10 to win $995,000. Oh. And it was in the Yankees. Nine out of 10 he hit on. And he said, we'll be betting every day still. I'm not that's what gonna, we do. That's oh. what we do. <laughs> I'm glad that he, his spirit can just recover like that because I'd be crushed. 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 <laughs> never bet again. My soul would be hurting for a while. Oh, man, that's brutal. Oh, yeah, but that's the life of a professional gambler. Yeah, that's, that's pretty be. much. Hey, that's you know, lost, it's not like he lost a million. Yeah, he did a lot, but still, what it could have been. Oh, that's how I feel when I, I'm like, why? Well, I, I, I just, just lost the million. I'm watching. Yes, this. right. That's what I think about. Like, yeah, what? I'm could imagining this guy been. sitting there in the sports book watching <gasps> this game. Oh, that's agony. I, yeah, just going in the ninth inning, like I'm about <laughs> to be a millionaire. He's probably like buying drinks and stuff. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, baby, it's all good. Seven to one, baby. No way. No way. No effing way. Oh, he's probably and that's his team. That's the Yankees or his team? That's yeah. what I, I would not be oh. a Yankees He broke fan some stuff, didn't he? He anymore. definitely broke some stuff. Lots of stuff. Bro- <laughs> Gall. All right, we'll be back. There's Bullish and BS. Take your thoughts. Good stuff there, T.Y. Uh, keep on gambling. Or, keep on or don't. gambling. Brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. We're back with the headlines, including the uh, World Women's World Cup final is set now. And uh, Quan Cosby will join our show, talking about his enshrinement into the Longhorn Athletic Hall of Honor. Excited to... Speak with him and say congratulations. Coming back.